Welcome back, guys. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session where your fitness and lifestyle questions are answered and bro science is put to the test. Yeah. Look, look at the way that I glisten. I saw me dripping. Put it in gear if you gave me permission. Gave her some bash She walked out the clinic. Now she's gonna be so for a little Okay, guys, welcome back. Uh, it's been a minute, but we are giving another content episode. Where we're talking about some training high intensity techniques today. We're going to go over some of the new stuff that I've been doing with my new trainer. Uh, you know, something that's going on with our intensity te- techniques. We're revisiting negatives, pauses, and the contraction phase of a lift. And then we're going to go over uh, some new updates with uh, some exciting programs Dimitri and I have been looking at. So. Uh, stay tuned till the end, and uh, remember, leave us your listener questions. Thanks, guys. Not so long ago, we thought your workouts couldn't get worse. Yes. I remember when I thought that that was as hard as it could get. And now we're here. Yeah, there's another level. There's always another level. There's always another level. <laughs> there's always another level, and you have found it. Yeah. Uh, so you want to give us the breakdown of, uh, of sort of where you were at where you are now mm-hmm. and uh, how that transpired. Well, I've always like it, been attracted to, you know, hard leg days because I feel like that's what separates a lot of lifters from, you know, people who do it casually and people who do it separate or seriously, that's you know, a very good differentiator. So, so I feel like, you know, that's for me, what, uh, the difference is between a casual lifter and a serious lifter is someone who like tries to lift the whole body, not just like, you know, half of it. Um, so I've always been attracted to being really good at that and I've taken pride in having tough and serious leg workouts. So, uh, maybe that's because I've had small calves most of my life and, uh, you know, had to compensate. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Insecurities (laughs) for making my legs stronger. (laughs) Um, but yeah, my last coach that I had, well, Literally every single coach raises the bar on leg training. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, when I was working with Jeff, we did one back in like what, November, December, something? Something like that. Yeah. And it was like brutal. It was like three compounds supersetted together yep. for like four rounds. That was a bad day. Yeah. So that's just, that's tough no mm-hmm. matter who you are. Now we're doing those compounds, but we're taking it to pauses, negatives, and, you know, failure sets. So it's like basically, I've never been in a position where after my leg day, I had to lie down and just like breathe for like more than 10 minutes. It it is funny because I think most people who are either lower skill level, newer, or just coming on to like actually on a real program. Yeah. A lot of people know that feeling of like collapsing from the end of a workout. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, five star, you guys all do all the time. Like, you know, if you're the quickest way to get on five star is to like go down to the ground. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You want to break and pass out. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) And uh, it's funny because getting to that level again in a non-competitive way, and you're not like a new a new yeah. lifter. It's you, very hard. You've been here a while. The yeah. only thing that typically can do that is you get into like a freaking dick measuring contest, mm-hmm. and you really go balls to the wall, or you find something that your body just has never seen before. Yeah, you try and end your workout with three sets of twenty deadlifts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, so terrible. <laughs> I guess uh, what what are the key? Uh, what so uh, how do I explain this? So from where you were before, we talked about it a mm-hmm. while ago, your yes. new training. 
what's different now besides so you talked about the pauses you talked about the negatives yeah so uh, what would would you say that there's a different uh, ideology in general or would you say it's just a different use of the same uh tenets i mean it's always a different usage of the same tenets but this is definitely a more advanced program, and that's why I wanted to talk about high-intensity training. And it's like most of the time, I would say most people nowadays after the since 2003 when Jay Cutler came on the scene um, and won you know, his shows, high-volume training has been super popular. Would you not agree? It's like I was all about high-volume training for a while. I got you on high-volume training. Uh, that's <laughs> what we do with all our five-star clients. And honestly, it's very good, and it's probably even arguably better and safer for newer people. I'd and, say so. Yeah. I'd say so. It, it it goes in line with the rise of CrossFit. It goes mm-hmm. in line with the rise of uh, the high-intensity group workouts. Right. Um, every, it's faster. You burn a lot of calories. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the one-rep power bro is becoming less popular. Mm-hmm. Does he still exist at your local high school and college? Yes, he does. Yes. But instead of being, you know, 30 iterations of that person, now we're starting to see people who are, like, trying to do big weight Mm-hmm. but a lot of it right yeah and like that's what it is is t- multiple multiple sets for eight or more reps usually mm-hmm. is what high volume training is and a lot of times supersets are involved or multiple exercises in a row are involved you know so it's like a lot of volume and you destroy the muscle by just hitting it over and over and over and over again until it's worn out it makes sense because it comes down to that whole concept of you can argue all day about what does and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But if you look at people who don't work out, who are in mm-hmm. great shape, mm-hmm. who are the ones who look the best? We're talking, we talked about this on Tuesday, people who are like movers, mm-hmm. farmers, right? Uh, people who work in like, uh, I would say like mining of some sort. So, so anything, yeah, anything, physical, yeah. physical jobs that involve lifting uh, medium-sized weight, things mm-hmm. that a single man can lift pretty reasonable yeah. walk with. Like all day. All day. So, yeah. That, and what is that? It's just up, down, up, down, mm-hmm. high intensity spanned over eight hours. So what yeah. we need to do as fitness people, we work at a desk or we do yeah. whatever we do. We need to somehow make that fit into an hour right. of our day. Yeah. And that's where like intensity techniques come in. And we've talked about the high volume t- intensity techniques, and I'm sure we'll talk about them again, you know, like supersets and like, you know, mm-hmm. compound sets or like st- you know, stacking multiple exercises together and doing them circuit style, things like that. Um, Those are all, you know, high volume, excellent techniques. Now that's like one end of the spectrum. Now the other end of the spectrum is low volume or more popularly known as high intensity training Mm -hmm. because you only get like in my last, in my leg day, I had four working sets in the entire leg day. Mm -hmm. No, five working sets. That's it. And think, and that was in an hour and a half. So all the stuff I did before that was not intense. It was not volume. It was just like literally warming me up. So yeah. it's like you only have a few, basically seven minutes of the entire workout where everything counts and the rest of the workout, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And it's hard as a beginner to do that because, you know, if you miss that set, then you basically lost your workout. Like yeah. you're not going to make progress from the week before. So that's why I think, you know, you have to be a little bit more deliberate and more advanced to pull off that kind of training. Yeah, because what you're doing now is not for, like, the faint of heart. It's not for someone who just showed up. Yeah. This is actually here real quick before we start getting into the breakdown. So we just talked about what your old leg day looked like. What's a new leg day look like? Now it's like do one all out set of 20 reps on the leg press and you have to do it with a three second negative 
for all 20 reps. And you have to do a two second pause at the bottom of each rep. A negative and a pause. Same yes, time. for 20 reps. And you have to do it. And that one set has to be all out. And you would like have to be so dead after that set that you would not want to do another one. Uh, shit, what is that called? So the, it's uh, like... Well, I can't forget to say... Well, it's what called it's a rest pause is yeah. what you do. So you do as many as you can. You rest for a few seconds. Then you do it again. Then you rest for a few seconds until you get to 20. So by the time you get to 20, you should not be able to do a 21. That's the kind of way you should be doing? Yeah, like... Yes, exactly. Which already right there is pretty advanced because, like, not many people can dial in that far. Mm -hmm. Like, I could dial in pretty neatly at 10 reps. Like, anything past that, if you're like, what can you do for 15 reps? You cannot do 16. I'd be like, ah. It's hard. It takes a long time to learn what weight to use. It really does. And also, you can ruin the rest of your workout if you're not intelligent about it. Yeah, if you over or underdo it, you kind of ruin your workout. Because if you start going uh, ego with it, because if you bring your ego or, like, you just get fucking hardcore with it, your body can do impressive things, but yeah. you still have other, other exercises. You, need to do. you gotta do the same thing on. So we gotta be we gotta be scientific here, not, yeah. you know, religious with our freaking zealous freaking attack of the like I can do this because you've seen me even do it. Like mm-hmm. I've ruined how many how many workouts have I ruined well, in the first For two example, workouts? we're doing deadlifts and I'm building up in weight and you're like I'm going to do this too. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to do it? And you're like, no, I'm going to do I it. Paced. And then we do it. And then you're sore the rest of the workout. I paced. <laughs> I got to walk away feeling like I you did something it. right. <laughs> and then I ruined the rest of my workout. But, <laughs> but I left it all on the platform. You did. You and did for leave people it on like me, as long as you do well on that, <laughs> you can sandbag the rest. Yeah. No, that's not how we're supposed to do it. So, okay. So let's, let's, Break this down and do its parts yeah. because all of so far what we've said right now is your regular. Okay, so we have our normal workouts, we have our upper level workouts, mm-hmm. we have high intensity workouts. Then we start getting into this like high intensity with modifiers. Yeah, so it's like basically because it's not safe to you know take a leg press to set a failure mm-hmm. unless you you know make it light enough or you can control it the negatives and pauses help a lot with that. So you can like yeah. use a little bit more of a manageable weight, but take it to a much higher intensity. I feel like the, especially even for new people, they should, yeah. this, I wish they were more use like negatives. Like, so mm-hmm. like a, like a bicep curl. Yeah. The up is far less important than the down. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, by a lot. I, I'm going to be sniped for saying this. I know someone's going to be mm-hmm. like, Oh, your, your percentage is wrong. It's not 40%. It's 27 point, nine percent you know someone's gonna get me but hey, you're not a get, podcast <laughs> like on say you're doing a bicep curl that's mm-hmm. a great example on the way up when you're curling to your shoulder you get less than half and i think it's as low as 40 percent of the progress just on the way up and you get the rest of it on the way down and on a pause so it's like think of it in in stages of potential activation yep when you're moving the weight with the contraction, which is like, say, pushing up over your head or curling up towards your chin on a bicep, uh, that is using the least amount of muscle fibers. The next level up is lowering the weight back down controlled. Yeah. You're using more of the muscle fibers, but still not the most. And then the last highest potential of activation and with the most amount of damage is at the contraction, holding the weight steady. So like, think about like a wall sit. Mm-hmm. You can do a wall sit for five minutes. I don't care who you are, unless you're like obese or, you know, it's super heavy, never walked. All I know like, is in elementary school, it was hell. Yeah, but you can't like squ- do a barbell squat for five minutes. Unless I'm planted on the back of my legs and like in like a weird frog sit. No, like you'll fall over. You, yeah. you can't continuously no. squat for five minutes. No, yeah. Not. So it's like you're stronger. 
you know, even if like, say this is what you do on the rep. So this is a great example. When you're doing the leg press on the way down, three, two, one, at the bottom of the leg press, before you press up, hold for two seconds. So that's the static hold. And then push up. That does the, the negative and the hold did at least 60% more of the work for your muscles than when you pushed it back up. So we can all agree that the negative makes sense because uh, you're leaving uh, you're leaving stuff on the table. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can lift it up, but what if I told you to lower it slowly? And that's yeah. it's there's workout. It's like when people don't load their own weights. Yeah, there's always like that was like a very old school thing. Like a yeah. part of the workout is loading your own plates. It's conditioning. It's, it's burning conditioning. calories. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the, yeah, uh, I mean, I personally like do it myself too, but that's more of a courtesy thing than like. Yeah. A, but yeah, at the end of the day, anytime you can add to your workout you should do it. It's like, it's like the army. It's like run to your next circuit. Uh It's like that you're wasting your workout time. So not only that, but you're leaving more on the table than you're taking off the table. Well, I was taught with bicep. I always do bicep curls because there's like a very specific like YouTube video. I watched the guys like, you know, if you're, excuse me, if you're on the third set Mm -hmm. of your bicep, you're about to be done. Yeah. Whatever amount it is. And you're like done, like you yeah. can't do more. He's just like it, you. You're, you can't go down anymore in weight. Like this is we've agreed on this weight. Whip it up. Just toss it up. Now lower it. Mm-hmm. Like cheat on the way up. Arnold did it. We care more about the way down. Yeah, Arnold. There's Ar- videos of Arnold yeah, doing Arnold, it. Arnold swing. So yeah. <laughs> if he's swinging and he's wrong, if you swinging, you winning. <laughs> exactly. So that's what they always say. They're like, if if you can do nothing else, swing it up. Go down slowly because it's it's a it's just different and it helps and it's it, you're you're gonna be activating your muscle in a different way and it's good for you. Now, like this is where you could see it in the gym when you're working. If you have your spotter, say let's use the lat pull down for an example. Mm-hmm. You're pulling it down and you're doing a negative on the way up for like three or four count. Now, what will happen is you will eventually no longer be able to pull it down to your chin and reach depth. But if your spotter gets you to depth, you can still get two to five more reps using the negative as long as they get you to the bottom. That just shows you how much stronger and how much more muscle fibers you have left on the negative. Now, Two to five more reps. Let me ask you a question because yeah. this is something I've argued about with a lot of people, and I kind of yeah. know I'm not right, Yeah, but I still... I am someone who, when I do deadlifts, I drop the, the bar. Yeah, I'm a dropper. Some people... I had one guy say to me once, say to me once he was like, if you can't set it down, you shouldn't lift it up. Yeah. And I looked at him, I said, if you can't do it down, you can pick it up. Shut up. And, <laughs> and uh, that was not nice. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I somewhat knew him. He's a douche. Um, the uh, If someone who, if you had said it to me, I would have been like, ah, let's discuss let's, this. Let's yeah. have a discourse. And then later I would have been like, wait, Dave, you can't be me. <laughs> but uh, how do you feel about the, uh, the dropping of deadlifts? If you're going for performance, then and you're concerned about your deadlift performance, then you don't have to lower it down. But if you're trying to get a bigger... Uh, bigger glutes some some thickness mm-hmm. then then, you, need to do then you should lower it yeah because that's what i said yeah. i was like i don't care about setting it down i only care about the up <laughs> yeah if you ha- care at all about you know developing more hamstring and glutes then yes lower so yeah. if you're talking performance focus on what you're trying to perform if we're talking about achieving maximum thickness thickness yes. then you should do the whole thing yes. and we're looking for maximum thickness in our biceps and our glutes so your squats so Let's now move to pauses because pauses yes. are interesting because sometimes people, when people think pause, a lot of time they think, okay, I'm doing, we'll go to back to the pull down. A lot of people will pull down and then they do a shitty negative and like all the way up and then they stop at the top and they just mm-hmm. let it hang there because first of all, it feels like a great stretch. Yeah. That stretch. 
but you've you got you've gotten on me bad about this and mm-hmm. i finally fixed it was that what i'll do is pull down and then i stop before i get to the top yep. because you want to keep that engaged so the pause is not a it's rest not relaxing pause. yeah it should, the pause should increase misery yes it's not a, decrease it's it. halting momentum so that you have to squeeze with more muscle fibers remember i said that when you're static and holding you use the most muscle fibers so like for example let's use the pull down again you have that pause at the top before you lock out. That's a stop before your joints and ligaments take the muscle, mm-hmm. take the weight, sorry, and your muscles are still doing the work. And then here, I want to make it even harder, add another complete stop at the chip. At the bottom, yeah. Bam. That's like two kills in your momentum, and that's going to fuck you up. It's a lot like if you were driving a manual car up a hill, mm-hmm. and you're finally getting going, and then you stopped. And then you kicked it back in the first yeah. gear, and then you go. You have to start again. Yeah. And it's hard to do. The vehicle yeah. is going to hate you. The engine's suffering for it. But if you have a strong enough engine, it'll start back up as long as you do it right. Yeah. It's uh, another thing was stuff like where you can stop not just at top or bottom, like deadlifts. A lot of people will deadlift, stop at their shin, mm-hmm. and then go. Those ones are again a little bit more advanced because you don't want to wrench your back. You have to yeah. really know the movement. That's excellent. That's another type of pause. That's more of a performance pause. Mm-hmm. That's like teaching you to activate the right muscle at the right time. Uh, or pause squats. I We talked about this a minute ago. Could you sit at the bottom like a chair sit with a, mm-hmm. with a squat? Mm-hmm. If you are flexible, you have good ankle flexibility, um, it, you can get go full ass to grass. If you pause all the way at the bottom, because there's a couple ways you can pause. You can go all the way to the bottom, pause, mm-hmm. lose your momentum, lose your bounce, mm-hmm. and then go up. Life mm-hmm. sucks. Or you can almost do like a chair set mm-hmm. where you stop there and then go up. Or yeah. you can straight up have the box there in general. Or you can pause halfway, then go down, then come up. Yeah, we did those before. You those were like, all right, here's what I want. I don't think I even, I think I sure ignored you that day. <laughs> You're like, you, no, I'm just going. <laughs> yeah, you were like, we're going to squat. We're going to come up. We're going to go down half. And then we're going to come up and that's one. And I was just like, cool. So I'm going to just It's like a one and a half from the bottom. Because it's like my brain doesn't have that much capacity. <laughs> that one is actually very, a very cerebral movement if you think about it. Because yeah. it's like you have to, It's that's where partners come in. They can count for you even. Mm-hmm. The pauses are one of the more interesting things about working out. You can, you can throw a pause anywhere as long as it makes things mm-hmm. harder. And it, th- this is why you'd want to do it. It's like... Say you're getting towards the end of your workout and you're like, you know what? I don't want to do eight plates on the leg press for this. I want to do six because, mm-hmm. like, I'm tired, my knees are hurting, yeah. and I don't want to, like, lock my knee and break something. So, you know what? I'm going to do a negative and a pause for six plates instead of eight plates, and then it's a weight that's more, you know, controllable, but I can still get a ton, if just as much, if not more, out of it. Pause and negatives are also great for people coming back from injuries. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you're trying to come back and you don't want to like, it's like, hey, my knee is better, but it's not great. You can do less weight and do slower movements with negatives, pause at the bottom, because your your muscles will come back and relearn what they're supposed to do without completely jacking yourself up. Right. Yeah, um, I agree. Now, I see you referenced on the on the notes a contraction phase. I've actually never heard that term. That's like the the pushing on the or the when up to the chin part on your on your uh, bicep curl. So you're contracting. Okay, so So that's the the least important part of the lift, except for it's what you need to get the weight moving. I was gonna (laughs) say that's uh, that's very counterintuitive. Yeah, it's like unfortunately it does the the contraction phase the lifting part of the lift does less progress and does less for you than any other part except for the fact that it gets it going. Then the negative and the pause does more for your gains, for your progress, and for your muscle breakdown than picking the weight up. Now let's be clear. Yeah. For 
the less experienced, newer person, yeah, I wouldn't worry so much about that. Right, the just keep moving. The contraction phase is highly important to you. Yeah, because you're trying to get your muscle to realize that it can actually contract yeah. and move these things. After the first three months, then we can start working on. And you can yeah. start saying like, oh, okay, the contraction phase is the least important part. It's like, yeah. okay, let's uh, let's learn how right. to uh, walk before we. Yeah, run. we're t- we're talking. Remember, high intensity training not only is it should it be done with the spotter every time because you're taking these sets to failure on a negative uh, and a pause, but also it should be done by someone who's like past the newbie gain stage. Excellent point to be made. These are somewhat higher risk lifts. Yes. These are when you put yourself in compromising positions because if you're not good at squatting, Every, I think most of us have seen at some point where someone gets stuck in the pit of their mm-hmm. squat and it's like, oh, oh and it, they don't know what to do. Right. That's A, super funny, <laughs> but also B, can be very dangerous depending on the amount of weight you have. Right. And also, if you're in a situation where you didn't set up catches at the proper height, uh, fun fact, if you're squatting at the bottom of your squat, your catch should be like a, a couple inches from the bar at that point. Mm-hmm. Your dump shouldn't be a loud, scary thing. No. It should be like, boop, and then like it'll like, everyone will look at you, you feel embarrassed, everyone forgets about it immediately, you remember it three years later when you're trying to go to bed. Yes, and then you always think about it every time you get ready to squat again, you're like, I hope I don't do that. I hope I don't do that again. This yeah. <laughs> um, so stuff like that is, uh, you don't want to just walk into this, like, you should be to a point where all of your workouts, like, you, it feels like you're showing up to your 9 to 5 job. Like, mm-hmm. you should just be like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what's going on. Then that's like, okay, perfect time. Let's start freaking bumping up the 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 craziness. Yeah, like incline bench press. Okay, I know exactly how to do this. Let's yeah. fucking take it for negatives. You're, if your buddy's like, do you want to do this or this, and you actually have an opinion that <laughs> isn't dumb, then there you go. You're probably ready. Yeah. It's... And- I agree. It's hard. It's hard to know. You'll know. It's a. It's just like the thing is the problem is hubris, and you will if you are being hubris. If you're if you're having hubris, if you're doing ego lifting, it will catch up to you eventually. Just know yourself. Know your worth. Thank you, Drake. Yeah. Um, it, the, these things will come to you, and it's uh, enjoy the happy times because high intensity workouts are pure misery. Well, it's. I think it's what you do after you do. It's what you should do after you do volume training, unless mm-hmm. you're just like getting all the gains you ever need from volume training. But say you try volume training, and honestly, I think volume training is better for newer people, not only because like it's safer, prevents injuries, you do a lot of work to build your mm-hmm. uh, work capacity and conditioning, but it also has been shown with some studies to add more shapely volume to your muscles. Like people yeah. who do volume training, they say look like more... Uh, full and puffy and yeah. like the bodybuilder look yeah. because it's like you have to condition it the muscles themselves to hold more fuel so when you do like sets uh you know six sets of 15 mm-hmm. you know for shoulder raises then that's a lot of carbs your shoulders have to store in there so it, it conditions your muscles to have that fuel more available so yep. that's that's a benefit of volume training so I think everyone should have a base of that before they even move into, uh, you know, high intensity training because then mm-hmm. you know your muscles are more used to and have that fuel and that look. Yeah, I think the simplest answer at the, at the beginning is always the right answer. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you are confused by your workout, like cause yeah. it's funny because you like showed me what you were doing and I was like, this is borderline Spanish. Yeah, it's like a code. I have like RP eighteen to twenty, then thirty second break followed by four pause mm-hmm. to contraction phase you know blah blah blah. it's just like all these fucking numbers strung together it looks like some army channel yeah it's like there's the, there's just no need for it and there is a need for it for a lot of people but the uh, yeah. it's if you're not there yet you're not there yet um kind of rolling back into this 
it, you've made another note that's actually really funny about this because I'm the worst about this. The uh, the concept of high intensity workout, mm-hmm. the big thing you should be focusing on is intensity. Oh yeah, because I have a tendency to meander around the gym. I like to I get my workouts done in a decent amount of time, but I work out in a way that I don't feel like I have to rush. That's high intensity training, bro. Volume training is rushed. Oh, is it? You high said- intensity training it takes it's like I'm doing like 90 minute workouts. But the Man, intensity I should, I lasts. <laughs> the, the intensity lasts for that twenty rep. Okay, so fucking set. So the hell is in the reps, not in the in betweens. Yeah, it's like you have plenty of time in between, and you need time because, like, if you're doing a max out set on leg press, mm-hmm. you're not going to do it at four plates. You're going to do it yeah. at a lot of plates, Fair. especially if you have to like get, you know, eight reps for like all out. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight. So. Um, it takes a long time to build up and warm up to that. So if you want to twe- text between your reps, yeah, high intensity. I'm enjoying the, uh, tons of rest, bro. I'm like, I got like at least a minute between each set. Dude, I love, I love working. Before you were on this, it was so funny because you'd always be like walking, like, all right, cool, we gotta get to the next thing. And I was like, Wes, we are not on five stars freaking time right now. I was like, we do not have to have this done in 45 minutes. Well, that was when I was doing volume. I know, you, know? you were ready to go, and I'm just like, we are gonna go. And we're gonna get this done. That's how you do it. That's how out. you're supposed to do it. I know. And now you can punish me for it. You'll, well, you'll you make might me, actually like this training better. I think I will. I actually think I will. We will see. We'll get, we'll get a workout in this week. I'm, I am excited because yeah. uh, it's not the actual workout where I suffer. It's when it's like, let's go to the next thing, which just shows how shitty my cardio is. I'm really just exposing how bad my cardio is. Um, the I, I yeah, just, There's none of that in this. I love suffering. Tons of rest. And then being like, ah. <laughs> well, you got plenty of that in this time. Yeah, plenty of that. That's the best way to do it. You just want to suffer now, deal with it the next day. Okay, five minutes later, it's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go take a bathroom break. Bye-bye. <laughs> exactly. Um, we've touched on it like eight times, the performance versus hypertrophy. Yeah. Where does this workout fall for you? Definitely not performance. Okay. It's not, unless you're like trying to perform better at lifting a weight slowly and for 20 reps. So if you're (laughs) trying to become a, you know, a professional negative, like hay bale thrower, this is not you. No, if you're trying to like do any performance sport like basketball, or if you're trying to do like even powerlifting, this isn't good for powerlifting because powerlifting uses a lot of volume. It just Mm -hmm. has more rest. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like making a set for your muscle work as hard as possible for a brief period of time and then doing it in a different motion. So it's like you're basically all this type of training is, is getting really, really good at exercising and working one muscle. Okay. That's all it is where a sport is like getting ready at and performing at a motion that you perform and need to be graded on. It's completely different. I, l- I like this, and I actually think that there's some value to be had here. You should uh, we should do a video of you talking about this for some workouts because yeah, I think there's parts of this that people could take into their regular workouts that they're not that they're already doing mm-hmm. without being like a full on like I am a fully committed high intensity guy. Yeah, but you could turn your leg. Yeah, day. you could do that into your bicep routine that you know you do on the side. Yeah, it doesn't have to be you know only for people who are trying to look like a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. if you want if you want to have some fat juicy pythons hanging off your shoulders yeah we have the answers you've come to the right place you're right you can definitely apply it to normal training too it's just the philosophy behind it is a different mindset i think uh i think we know do you have anything else you want to cover on this um yes i had to get a new training partner because the workouts were no longer 
the right style. So, uh, I'm sorry for you. If you lose your training partner, then maybe, you know, it's like, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's like, it's like, I haven't had a breakup in a while since I've been with Nicole for a while, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) this was, Uh, this is the closest thing. (laughs) Well, I was telling, we talked about it before. It was, uh, cause we work out occasionally, but our schedules are disastrous compared to each other. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, when you, it is a hit towards your morale. It's a hit towards your pacing. Yeah. It's like you start off to asking strangers. To, to Can co- you spot me, please? It's like, hey, I'm going to be doing pauses. So yeah. if I keep it on my chest, don't fucking touch it. You're right. Unless it looks like I'm dying. It's like, well, you always look like you're dying. It's like, <laughs> I, I just need you to know. <laughs> yeah. Stranger. <laughs> it's always hard. It, it, you're never going to get a, a really good spot. Unless yeah. they know like where your failure points are, it's tough. It's yeah. tough, but you know what? If uh, anyone feels like they can hang with Wes, you know where to find him. Yes, and you know where to find us. We're at BNS underscore Radio on Instagram. Please like, follow. We love having that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Dimitri Sebastian. And if you want to try and hang with the warrior that is Wes, yeah. Well, you can follow me on <laughs> uh, social media. I was like. Am I saying I was ta- it? Are you saying it was a ball toss. It was a very bad ball toss. Yeah. It was like you weren't set up for the play, yeah. but I did throw it. I was like right. looking at, you know, the dandelion and trying to blow the little seeds off in the outfield. That's what I was doing. You were yeah. me when I was playing uh, soccer as a kid. Well, WKendall underscore MFT. Thanks for the questions, guys. See you next time. Yeah, have a good one.